everyone and welcome to another edition of the Jim and the King NFL podcast. I'm Jim, sitting to my left is the King, and we're here to talk about the NFL. How are you, King? I'm good, thank you. Hooray! I'm good. Back-to-back back weeks, yeah, back-to-back weeks. Sickness yeah, and I'm, watch. I'm, yeah, I'm still not 100%, but I'm much better. We'll have to put like a percentage rating onto Twitter or something. Yeah. Every day, just how are you? Why not? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, it's, well, we're getting close to the weekend now, so I'm going to slip back into sort of self-induced illness. And Fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. Okay, well, as you're fully aware, King, it's still the off-season. It is, yeah. Still a few more weeks left until NFL starts again. For sure, yeah. So we've got to keep ourselves busy. And a part of our roaming tour around all the 32 NFL teams, yeah. we need to discuss another one today. Yeah, I missed the New York trip. You did? Uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm luckily, I've, we've gone for a sunny city this time, haven't we? We have, yeah. Because winter's coming, lad. Winter's. <laughs> <laughs> so let's go Out, up north. Outra- up north. Outrageous accents. Yeah. Well, I couldn't afford to actually put the official Sean Bean quote in there. Yeah, so. can I just apologise to our northern listeners? For <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can if you want. Well, sorry, we need to Let's, introduce actually who's sat with yeah, us. Yeah, we've got someone in the house today, mm. in the penthouse. And Yeah. Yeah. We've got our very own Minnesota Viking fan, Viking Stew. Hey, guys. Hey, man. Hello, hello. It's great to finally have you in here. Yeah, it's been, I've been, I've, we've been talking about it for a little while, and yeah. uh, we both managed to get our schedules to match up. We, yeah, off-season happens that way, doesn't it? <laughs> it was like, yeah, no, I'm free now, yeah. 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 Everybody got time now. <laughs> yeah, Mrs. is letting me off because I'm not watching football on Sundays. Mm-hmm. So you are a, a Vikings fan, is that right? Yeah, that's right. We haven't been misinformed. No. Okay. Excellent. <laughs> we have to start every one of these podcasts, Stu, by asking you why. Why, out of all 32 teams, did you happen upon the Minnesota Vikings as your team? Well, um, in 2000 and 11 2012 I think it was 2012 I went on a little road trip mm-hmm. with our very own Packer Tim Ooh. oh oh shout back <laughs> I didn't know this so this is intriguing <laughs> no, no this just links back into his pod- <laughs> Luke's links back into his podcast mm-hmm. we were um, we were in Minneapolis and we went to see the Vikings against the Lions yes and as Tim said we were sat in what is now the snowy bit but now we got <laughs> now, now, now we got a new arena yes, yes. it's very pretty that was the Metro Dome you were It was, in yes. It was, I, I really didn't... Um, it was my first live NFL game. Mm-hmm. Obviously in the States, and not everybody in this country gets a chance to go. Nope. And I was taken aback, but not only by the sea of purple there. Little bit of silver and blue. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, the tailgate, everything. Just really good time. We were sat there with Vikings fans... And being a bit of a newcomer to the sport as well, they were quite happy to impart knowledge as well as Tim. I had a really good day. Viking, um, the Lions gave away a safety. Oops. Oh, well. was, was that Dan Olofsky walking back into the Yes, it was. We're walking out the back of the end zone. I remember that. Yeah. Yes, I do as well. If you were the Viking. <laughs> do you really, King? I actually do, yeah. Okay. Now you said it. I didn't <laughs> no, until said you... It. Yeah, no, yeah. What yeah. would you do if the Viking D was coming towards you at full well, speed? I'd walk backwards as yeah, well, quite. yeah. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, I had a really good time. And it was the first NFL game I've seen live. Enjoyed myself, so I went, oh, Vikings, that's that'll it. do for me. Absolutely. Oh, well, there we go. I Absolutely. like that. What a trip. Yeah. Sounds that's... pretty cool, to be fair. <laughs> <laughs> and the Vikings win as well. That only happens about half the time when they're playing, so uh, you've got lucky. Oh, there you go. <laughs> as you, caress, well, as you I... caressed your pad, which yeah, means... Yeah, I've got lots of stats about this. Hey, hey, hey. They've actually done pretty well for themselves since they were established in 1960 mm. as an expansion team. 57 uh, years in the same town. 
Yes. No, Why are you looking moved. at me for? <laughs> Why are you looking at me for? The Chargers fan. Don't know what he's talking about, Chargers no. there. So in that short period of time, Stu, you've had four conference championships in 69, 73, 74 and 76. Mm-hmm. 19 division championships and 28 playoff appearances. So more often than not, you're actually showing up in January. That's pretty impressive, actually. Pretty good. Yeah. 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 Pretty good. In fact, you've got the second winningest record, I think, of like consistency. Yeah, you, we're a champ- we are a championship team. Mm. We just need that extra bit, like having a decent O. Yeah, O. <laughs> yeah. O. <laughs> well, yeah. before we talk about the O, I suppose we should talk about the fact that you did reach four Super Bowls. We did. Before your lifetime, I think, though. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, it was, yes. <laughs> we actually won a championship before it was the Super Bowl. You did, yeah. But then doesn't when count. it was. Don't count. Don't count. count. <laughs> <laughs> don't <That's> count. <laughs> just want to quickly just for the listeners who don't know anything about Minnesota Vikings potentially just go through those four Super Bowl appearances because you know you didn't win any of them no, just no. A spoiler alert were they in the were, how early were they were well, they the single figures one, no one of them wasn't one of them wasn't okay <laughs> they did really well at the, at the start so Super Bowl 4 you played the Chiefs and lost 23-7 to and close game yeah <laughs> only this, it's kind is of this going to be a depressing part of this podcast? Yeah, Justin could get out of the way. He's not right. bigging me up here, okay. is he? Just going to get out of the way. Okay, <laughs> That's fine. So, I mean, there's a bit of a theme running through these uh, Super Bowl games that you kind of went behind early and then could never really pull back the uh, the difference. So that was, um, yeah, three interceptions and two fumbles on that game for uh, the Vikings. Super Bowl eight, you played the Dolphins, lost 24-7. to You were 24-0 down at the start of the fourth quarter. And that was Larry Zonka, the very famous Dolphins fullback. Yes. Did 145 yards and two touchdowns, got the MVP. First time non-quarterback won the MVP in the Super Bowl. Uh, third one in Super Bowl nine against a team called the Pittsburgh Steelers. They won 16-6. to Half time, it was only 2-0 to the Steelers. And uh, Franco wow. Harris then went off 158 yards and a touchdown. The Vikings... Had 102 passing yards, 17 rushing yards, and three interceptions. There you go. So, steel curtains. Still couldn't capitalise on it, though. <laughs> no. <laughs> and the last one was Super Bowl eleven. Played the Raiders. Raiders won 32-14. to It was 16-0 to the Raiders at half-time. Uh, Fran Tarkington was 37 at the time. It was his 16th NFL season. And Clarence Davis for the Raiders, 137 yards. The Vikings did 71 yards. Different, so. Wow. Mm. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Tarkington's a bit of a ledge, though. We're going to talk about Fran Tarkington. How much do you know about the only good quarterback you've ever had? Oh, simmer oh, down. Oh, simmer down. Come on. What, it's Tavares Jackson. Oh, yeah, and Christian Ponder. <laughs> Fran Tarkington. <laughs> Let's talk about the boy. Hall of Famer. Yeah. Yeah. Bit First of a ballot. legend. Shame he never won one. That's about all I know about <laughs> yeah. him. He looked all right on film. And he's got a gold jacket. Yes, hasn't he? He actually played twice for the Vikings. I don't know if you know this, Stu. No. He played from 61 to 66, then came back from 72 to 78. In total for you guys, he played 177 games, 239 touchdowns, 194 interceptions, 33,098 yards. He is, his record was 91 wins, 73 losses and 6 ties. What a boy. He was amazing. Bit of a ledge. Yeah bit of a ledge two yeah. times yeah, even I back. know that and he was a ledge but yeah. I don't know much about him I just knew I think he Tarkington. played for the Giants in between I'll try and flank out anything I'm doing recently yeah I didn't I was going to say do you know what he did in the gap pretty sure it was just for, uh, Giants oh, okay. and then back to the okay. Vikings 
They did but have yeah. Brett Favre. That was another iconic quarterback. Brett Favre. Yeah. But he's not known really as a, a Viking, is he? No. He's known... Well, Why we'll not? talk about we'll talk about some of your rivals later on, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah, so not since the 1977 Super Bowl game have you been there. Nope. Um, How does that feel? Is it, you know? It's unpleasant, to be mm. fair, when you see... Other teams, they can have repeat performances, like the Pats, but let's be honest, we're all friends here, nobody really likes the Pats. I actually don't mind them. Jim hates it. <laughs> I hate the Pats. Other than me, no one really likes them. No. Look, you know, you've got to, you've got to at least respect what they've uh, they've achieved. Yeah, yeah it's, iconic. it's iconic. Fairly or unfairly, they've achieved yeah. these things, and, uh, you know, yeah. Stats, yeah. stats don't lie. As a Viking fan, I like the fact, we may not have been there for a long time, Mm-hmm. But would you ever discount us? No, I think you're always consistent. Yeah, I think exactly. that's what's quite nice. Is yeah, there's teams we bring that, it at the start of the yeah. season. We were scaring people. Last yeah. year, 2016 season, we were scary. You were no, I kept picking you guys until you started let me down. But it's um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that that is a, that's a really good point. You know, you you bring it. I think what you said, and it's um, that's important. I think from fa- from a fan base standpoint, there's teams that really like to use the Browns as an example. I, and I mentioned a number of times throughout the season it's I actually felt bad for their fan base because some of their players yeah. didn't look like they were doing it the unluckiest team in the NFL absolutely but you can't question the Vikings firstly their ability on defence that's that's always always something that they it's pride themselves on but yeah. even without stellar quarterback play since the likes of Tarkington you had a bit of Brett Favre mm. you've not really had anyone else that I can recall throughout that period. Never, it's been. We've. I don't think we've had a standout quarterback for decades. Yeah, too long, frankly. Warren and Moon might be the first one after Tarkinson that did anything. Yeah, and even he, then, he's not known as a, a Viking either. No, so. absolutely. So it's you know, and the fact that without that quarterback play, you guys are still competitive. I think you know, it's, it's quite a blue collar place and quite a blue collar sort of style of oh, very of football much so. as well. Yeah, which is quite very nice. much so. I mean, a lot of people hanged a. L- they put too much on Teddy Bridgewater. He's good, but there, he was never the the hopes people were pinning him were. I wouldn't want to say unfair, but maybe optimistic. Yeah, I was going to ask you actually about that. I don't know where you want to go with this. Jim's made <laughs> notes. I haven't, as always. Yeah, um, but I was going to ask you about the, from a Vikings perspective. I don't know if you you sort of speak to other fans, but well, mainly from yours, frankly, we've got you on. But. Um, What's your thoughts on the Bradford and, and Bridgewater situation? Should I don't think Bridgewater's going to be ready for next season. I don't but. think so either. I think Bridgewater, we're going to, he's going to be out for another season. I don't believe in putting on half-fit players to get no. injured again. I mean, yeah, something absolutely. you've alluded to as well mm. in previous podcasts. Yeah, yeah. There's no point putting on half, half-cooked players. No. Um, especially when you start talking about life-altering, potentially life-altering Im- uh, injuries. Mm. Yeah, definitely. It's not right. Um, that's all come to light recently with... Um, films along the lines of concussion mm. etc I think I was listening to the um, Vikings official podcast this morning actually right, okay. and they were talking about um, Sam Bradford and that he has been given a lot of unfair press and a lot of unfair reviews the guy has been thrown in amongst the lines mm. so to speak and expected to perform at a level that you're not going to get from a player with that little experience. He played a bit for the Eagles and then got snapped up by the Vikings. 
Yeah, he's um he's a weird one. He had a really good rookie year with the Rams yeah, when absolutely. he was taken first overall. Yeah. Um and you know, there's a number of sound bites that season where people were saying, frankly, he could be the next big thing. And it's it's similar to what we've just alluded to with Bridgewater. I think there wasn't the Rams weren't aggressive in, in making a trade like the Vikings absolutely, were to pick yeah. up Bradford. So frankly, when he did come back from two or three serious knee injuries, yep. yeah was thrust back into this team that frankly when you're taking first overall as a quarterback this wasn't them trading up to get that first overall pick the Rams were the worst team in the league and he didn't have much support around him so I've always been I think because of like Jim knows this but I watch a lot of college games and I think I've got my perspective on Bradford slightly sort of warped because Mm. I really liked him at Oklahoma (laughs) <laughs> and when he went on to win the Heisman, beat out Colt McCoy, beat out um, Tim Tebow in the final, it's so. I think I've just still got this thing where I'm like, no, he's a really good player. I he's think just Brad- suffered from injuries. I think but- Bradford suffered a little bit from injuries, and I think he suffers from not having the support around him. Yeah, absolutely. There's a few times we were watching the game um, around Tim's. Was it we were playing the Texans? Oh, I can't remember. Was it this season? Yeah, um, quite possibly. Yeah, I was. Yeah, I think. Anyway, they. Uh, you could see that Bradford was looking for his pocket and he just wasn't there. <laughs> and so he was dumping the ball off quick so he didn't want to get sacked. That's Matt yeah. Khalil's not uh, really stepping up as he is no. to tackle. No. 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 And no. he's not he's not got if you if and he, uh, you can see it any team, if that quarterback hasn't got a pocket to work with, he's gonna dump that ball get rid of that ball one way or the other quickly. Mm. Which is why we've seen so many short port, short passes from him. Yeah, you, you start to see ghosts back there as well. It's it's yeah. not it's not it's not helpful. It's especially when you've had some, you know, there's been some criticism. Confidence might not be high mm. to then be put in a team where you're having to dump the ball off quickly, or yeah, exactly. And the confidence isn't being built around rushes. him. So confidence isn't high, but he still he was the number one pick. He still got traded to the Eagles, and then he got traded again to the Vikings. So he is being picked up by these teams. And well, I think teams, I think teams see the the value in him. I think sometimes yeah. he's getting a bad rep from a from a press standpoint, yeah, which absolutely. it sounds like the Vikings were talking about this morning on their podcast. I think right or wrongly, he's seen as a more safe option than someone like Mark Sanchez. Oh, don't and so as a result, <laughs> yeah, you yeah. do get picked up by other teams. No, I think no, he I... is a safer op- option. Frankly, he he can take care of the ball. He just uh, yeah, and I let's don't be know honest, his, his O line coordinator left halfway through the season as well. Mm. Well, it does that a lot. Rams went through a lot of OCs as well when he from his first season. So um, there's not been a lot of consistency for Sam Bradford. There's no. been no one really similar to the Alex Smith situation. Where you hope he's a bit like Alex Smith, which is once he settles in a place mm. and actually gets some consistency from one a coach standpoint, from an offensive coordinator standpoint, uh, and also players around him a bit of a yeah. help from a supporting cast standpoint. If Alex you- Smith's really excelled since he's been at Kansas City compared to I think what people thought he was at the Forty ers also as the first overall pick I, I think he needs some. the coach needs to take him under his wing a bit more when you look at um, Brady who wasn't a first pick nope sixth round. For the Pats. <laughs> sixth round sixth round pick mm. and he and um, the I forget his name a Patriots coach They he proper took him under his wing and developed him I think if we can develop Bradford we may have a very different player to we've seen in 2016 no, that is optimistic. That is optimistic. <laughs> yeah. so he's pushing thirty now, but yeah. it's um, it's an interesting one. He can take a hit though, that boy. He can take a hit. He can, he can, and he can see all over the field. He can at, at the same time. It's quite <laughs> impressive. He can look off a defender. <laughs> He'll get a hit hard enough one day. or knock that eye back in. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 
Oh, Sam Bradford. Mm, I can't believe we spent so long talking about Sam Bradford. I, I never wanted to do that in this podcast. But, so there we go. I was dating a girl when he got drafted who said he looked like the guy from Twilight. I don't know what that means. If you've got some female listeners, please hit us up on Which Twitter. Which one from Twilight? I don't... The one from Twilight? The wolf the one. The one? The what? wolf one from Twilight. Not the vampire one. Hey, I thought we were talking about the NFL. I, think... I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's, for the, it's for the ladies Twilight, out there. Twilight, damn it. <laughs> okay, all right. <laughs> Let's get back to the podcast, shall we? Why not? Right, so Vikings. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, how about we talk about the owners then? Mm. So, I don't know too much about this, but go uh, on. You've got Ziggy Wilf, and what a name. who's the owner that's, slash that's, chairman. You're making up names again, Jim. <laughs> He's doing it again, he? <laughs> Him and his brother, Mark Wilf, brought the team in 2005 for $600 million. That's a lot of dollars. So yeah. Ziggy's the chairman, and Mark is the owner slash president. Mm. And uh, so you don't know anything about these guys? Then? Not too much, no. Um, no, nothing. I'd no. rather concentrate on the team than the didn't, money guys. Didn't know in 2013 they're both found liable for breaking civil state racketeering laws and keeping separate banking accounts. Uh, that was in order to fleece former business partners of shared revenue. Judge noticed, <laughs> judge in the case noted that they used organised crime-like <laughs> tactics to commit fraud, and they were ordered to pay eighty-four and a half million dollars in compensation damage. Wow, that's, yeah, that's an obscure stat for everyone. Though. Yeah, <laughs> you're welcome. Yeah, uh, Mark Wilf is especially Jewish. Uh, their yeah. parents fleed Poland. Especially what? Especially Jewish. Okay, they fleed Poland brothers, during right? the fleed, yes. So why is that one? Especially well, like, if you let me finish the sentence, <laughs> their parents <laughs> fleed Nazi-occupied Poland in the Second World War, and so Mark spends a lot of his time giving money to Jewish charities. Oh, and, I'm good for him. Hmm. Yeah, as a result, you actually see a lot of the staff doing the same thing. So does that make his brother less Jewish? Then? Well, they didn't say anything about Ziggy getting involved in these Jewish things. I'm sure he does, but on the DL. So. On the deal, <laughs> Mark's the big show. He's, a Jew, he's a Jew on the down though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Interesting. <laughs> that took a turn where I did not expect. How about Thank you? God how about your general notes. manager then, Rick Spielman? He's oh, Rick been Spielman. there since 2012. Yep. Um, he, well, he was the VP of uh, player personnel from 2006 to 2011. So, um, any thoughts about that guy? Um, I pretty vanilla about the guy to be yeah. honest mm. apparently he's got quite a good rep he's yeah, I like yeah. him. obviously been drafting very well over the last few years and uh, he has absolutely unlike when that. we were speaking to well I, I was speaking to Nicky C about the Jets GM mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> seems to be nothing but good news about Rick Spielman yeah. so. oh, the Jets GM's been drafting really good defensive line players just they have character concerns <laughs> from a Jets standpoint <laughs> but <laughs> the other than that you can't draft no. Literally cannot draft. No. But defensive line, <laughs> killing the game. Good for him. No, but um, I think he's fantastic. I think I what I really liked about him, he's picked up some decent players. Bridgewater in the second round was value. Absolutely. Made an aggressive trade for Sam Bradford, which I don't think a lot of GMs would do because that's one that is going to cost you your job if that doesn't pan out <laughs> yeah. when yeah. you start making first round trades. But you look at some of the some of the young players you guys have got. Stefan Diggs is, was a sort of mid-round pick. Mm-hmm. Very um, busy guy this season. Yeah, the only yeah, one that's been a bit busy. of a... Well, actually, let's go through the good ones <clears> first. But you've got the likes of Eric Kendricks. He's a solid inside solid. linebacker. Anthony Barr's a standout player. Mm-hmm. Linville Joseph. Linville Joseph. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. These players that you're picking up, I think, for so, him... Daniel Jones? No, Daniel... 
It's Lenville Joseph. Come on, come on. Everson Griffin, Evans, Sharif Griffin, Floyd, Sherlock, all been drafted. Yep. Yeah. Excellent, excellent. Daniel Hunter, players. that's it. There yeah. you go. Xavier well, Rhodes. That's why I like the She's name. She's amazing. Xavier Rhodes, <laughs> are you putting your team? <laughs> she <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to say it to her face. I mean his face. <laughs> you know, the only one that I can really think that they missed on is potential, or not, it's too early to say, actually, that's a bit harsh from me, but uh, is LeCron Tre- Treadwell, who was the first round pick last year. That yeah. is too early to say. Do you know how many catches he had last year? It's not a name that stands out as catches to me, so I'm going to say Do you go know? With zero. Yeah, zero. One, yeah, yeah. One, it's even worse than that because I think it's even what, minus just, one catch. <laughs> just one catch. Right, one. Twenty-five yards. That's not worse than zero. Well, it's the first round pick. Why, twenty-five why yards. Do you think he played that much? So though, he's, he's, he's averaging he twenty-five no. yards a catch. Then so you got to yeah. be able to, you got to play to catch the ball. I've, yeah, last time I exactly. checked, yeah. he exactly. had the high, highest yards per catch average. <laughs> I think he's second in your depth chart right now though yeah. looking at the roster I don't think there's anyone apart from Stefan Diggs ahead of him in that depth no. chart unless you can tell me otherwise King uh, no who was no. the German signing one Moritz Böhringer mm. who became the first European player ever to be drafted mm-hmm. good for him ba, 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 stats okay so <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we'll move on from the GM to the H- head coach the HC the big cheese the big cheese Mike Zimmer 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 <laughs> is his black eye gone down yet um, I've not noticed. He had the eye surgery, really. didn't he? He did. did yeah. he? I didn't notice. I like him. <laughs> he's a ledge. Yeah, he's, he's, great. he's done pretty well, hasn't he, for you? Ex uh, Cowboys, Falcons, and Bengals defensive coordinator took over the team in 2014. Uh, his record is seven and nine, eleven and five, and then eight and eight. I really like him. He's an, he's a very inspiring character. You see him give it. If, occasionally, you'll see the locker room team talks. Mm-hmm. The Vikings. The guy is very inspiring. I like him a lot. He's very down to earth. Yeah. He takes no nonsense. No. <laughs> he shout down the None. press, wasn't he? Quite happily. None. I remember seeing I think it was the when the Bengals were on hard knocks and he was in there. Oh yeah. <sighs> no nonsense that guy. <laughs> love it. <laughs> He's definitely love it. um a solid head coach, isn't he? He's one that's not gonna cause any problems and No. No. And no. only got praised for the uh Teddy Bridgewater situation. Pre-season mm-hmm. last year mm-hmm. and how he dealt with that moved on yep. obviously that could have derailed a team but you had a five win head start so I think you also called him your coach of the year halfway through last season after five games I after gave him I said well there was only one clear candidate to get those, those, those five games were amazing as well mm, I bet they were it was scary and you can see Zim you watched Zim on the sidelines he was enjoying himself as I well I bet he was because my first five games as a Chargers fan were <laughs> shocking <laughs> shocking no listen uh, that's the campest thing I've seen Eddie ever do yeah, they, were, they were entertaining I'll give yeah. you that but no it was uh, an immense start to the season and a shame it sort of dropped off really mm. um, yeah not for me it went nothing no <laughs> Zim is a ledge yeah and so let's have a look at the coordinators then on offence you've got Pat Shermer we do now yeah Ex-Browns head coach, yep. Eagles offensive coordinator, mm-hmm. and interim head coach. He was he was the, the Rams as well? He was the Rams mm-hmm. offensive coordinator before that. Because he, this was the weird one, wasn't it? That Bradford had got away from him. Yeah. And then Then he back. was an offensive line coach at the Vikings and then got promoted halfway through last season. Yeah. That's right, yeah. When North Turner left, North Turner right? went off, yeah. yeah I'm still not ex, clear. Ex-Chargers head coach. No notes needed. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still so not clear why North <laughs> left. That's still odd. Apart from him saying in the soundbite it was the right time for me. Aside from that, I don't know too much else about why he left. I don't know, because him and Zimmer are actually friends as well, aren't they? Mm, yeah. I think there were some questions about <clears throat> starting lineups or 
tactics. Yeah. What, I, don't know, I, 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 I can't help. I, I left halfway through the year, which meant the worst they could have been was five and three. Yeah, and I mean, let's, I'm speculating a bit, but it feels much, like I mean, he was maybe eased out a little bit. Let, let's face it, Stu. That offense was terrible. Mm, terrible. It After wasn't those great. first five games, I mean, uh, the, we, the, we watched games where. Your defense would get them the ball with, on the twenty yard line, and in three plays they'd move back twenty five yards out it, of field goal range, and had to punt it. You know, I mean, no wonder North Turner had to go. I mean, yeah. I mean, the de- I felt so sorry for the defense as well because they yeah. worked so hard and they were pushing the opposing team's offense back, mm. and then it'd be like, right there you go, we set it up for you, yeah, mm-hmm. on a plate. and then nothing, yeah, nothing. Uh, you got Matt, you got Asiatus, who, who's a, yeah. who should be a beast. Mm. But he could he run into two players and fall over. Well, I mentioned it in one Brandon of the reviews, didn't I? I've, I've never <clears> seen. <throat> I remember Matt Asiata as a goal line threat yeah. because you, he was one of those big guys that were barreling into the line, just push through, and fall and land forwards, it. and he'd get a touchdown. None of it. This season, it was like Brandon Jacobs. Yeah, was it run, run like flag football? He got touched. And looks he went like over. Tarzan runs like Jane. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's the saying <laughs> on Brandon <laughs> Jacobs. Yeah, it's yeah. Um, Sherman's a weird one. It. I didn't. I don't know if from your perspective but I didn't notice a difference I didn't see the offence turn around in the second half I mean, of the season bad, they for, didn't. bad to worse really mm. well yeah you would have been you can't instigate any player changes at that point so really he's only got to work with what he's got no I think this season obviously we're gonna have, he can then be judged at the end of this coming season yeah. once we've had the draft once he's had some an off season with the players to really have a which go is with when them. we can properly judge Bradford as well I feel I think you're going to have to go after a receiver in the draft because you're oh, talking about the draft now, we're jumping all over the place. <laughs> Who cares? I um, <laughs> oh, no, you don't. <laughs> well, you lost, uh, you lost, um, you lost Patterson to Patterson. the Raiders. Ra- uh, yes, Corderell. He's a miss in the first round, so that's some dead weight you got rid of because that's a f- first round frustrating contract player, for a wasn't punt he? Yeah, Flashes of brilliance, and um, it was a frust- The whole season was frustrating to watch. Mm. I don't get how you can kick a ball, catch a ball kicked. Yeah. 60 yards towards you yeah. make everyone else miss but you can't catch a ball thrown at you from 10 yards <laughs> that guy honestly I, he's not on my team but I would be so frustrated with a player like that Shocking. frankly because you can see the ability yeah it, you know it's um, well he's just going to be a returner now for the, the Raiders they don't need to use him as a receiver no so just no, a return specialist yeah absolutely it's um, yes yeah, so that's a loss but that still feels that's that's still someone someone on the depth chart like you said we've they've not got much past Treadwell and and Diggs no well Adam Thielen I was going to say is Thielen, Thielen still there Thielen, Thielen was, was your there. guy last season Thielen was, yeah. I've, got, I've, got some, I've got some stats Ooh. oh go on Stu oh, I thought I had oh, no. paper rustling <laughs> Thielen received 69 for 64 <laughs> whammy uh, so 967 yards and five touchdowns last year. He was a beast. Mm. Yeah, he was great. Yeah, he played amazing. And and again, Rudolph was my Viking of the year, and he also he played all 16 games for the third time in six seasons. Boy's tough. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. He hadn't missed a game. I thought he'd missed some, but no, no, apparently no, not. He's gone missing in some games. But, oh uh, dear. No, your Viking of the year. Yeah, really wow! Is. In a in a team of that defense, and you're picking what? an offensive player. That's outrageous. Yeah. <laughs> but you're the fan, so we know nothing. Just yeah. because of how <laughs> just because of how hard he worked, the amount of times right. you saw him creating space in the end zone, he was yeah. there ready to receive it, and it wasn't coming to well, him. That's true. He was working so hard; it must have been very frustrating for him. So yeah, the defense was great. Yeah, there's no two ways about it. But mm. you got to look at the look at the bad side of the team and see what's the 
best part of it. It's a really interesting point, actually. Mm. What I, we would have missed? Absolutely, would have missed because I wouldn't have watched that. <laughs> yeah, we weren't paying that much attention. No, no. <laughs> Let's go back to coordinators then. So you have got your defensive coordinator, George Edwards. Okay. Anyone? Uh, Ex Redskins, Florida Gators, and Buffalo Bills defensive coordinator. He was a linebacker coach for the Dolphins, Browns, and Cowboys. I think before that. So, uh, yeah, got a good pedigree there. Yep, good pedigree. We all know how good the D is. Yes, absolutely. Despite well, having a really the... vanilla name, you yeah. seem to be uh, doing some good Didn't stuff. Can you quote vanilla names last week as well? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, we did. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we tried to pick out the weirdest names. Well, you did. You just make them up. I'll tell you one, one name I do like in your coaching staff, and that's well, Kennedy Polamalu. Polamalu. Yeah, running back coach. <laughs> yep. His nephew was pretty good. I was going to say, he's got to be related to Troy. Yeah, his nephew was pretty good as an NFL player. <laughs> yeah. Got to bring in a Steelers reference somewhere. Yeah, no, you don't. Yeah, I do. Yeah, you do. <laughs> <laughs> right, so, Love it. Yeah, no, that, um, well, going back to the defence quickly. Sorry, I, did, I actually missed the guy's name. It was that vanilla. What was his name? George Edwards. George Edwards. Don't, didn't know Born that. Born in 1876. <laughs> <laughs> he, um, he's creative. This is what I like. Because I yeah. think actually mm. one of the more underrated players, frankly, in the league is Anthony Barr. Yeah. Because he doesn't have these double-digit sack seasons he doesn't have a hundred tackles like you'd expect him to have but what he does have is he'll get seven pass breakups he's there when you need he'll be there in the zone he goes into zone coverage and people don't want to throw at him because he's so athletic Mm -hmm. he'll he'll still get between 50 and 70 tackles he'll still get between four and five sacks he just does everything and is asked to do that and I really like the fact that he's that sort of you never hear him in the news arguing with you know Actually, just let me rush. If you let him rush, rush the pass, he'd get you between ten and fifteen sacks. He's that kind of guy, but he just does so much for your team, and I think that's why he's so underrated because he doesn't pad the stat sheet. But mm. everyone who plays him says that guy's amazing. Lynchpin, yeah, absolutely. Mm. So to to have that creativity and go, like, oh, do you know what? Actually, yeah. you are that special. I'm, I'm going to have to sacrifice you and just. I need you to drop out in coverage a few times this game, and I need you to do all this stuff. So I quite like the fact that he. He varies his blitz schemes. He he brings Barr and then he'll drop him out into coverage and let Kendricks rush from the inside. He, he understands flexibility yeah, and, yeah. The, and how a game evolves mm. yeah, it's, and how it's to react impressive. to it. I like him. Just has a boring yeah. name. Well. <laughs> <laughs> well Anthony Barr? Or? No, Anthony Barr. Just no, defensive coordinator. I like what he's doing with that. George with, Edwards. Using yeah. these players. I still, I'm not going to remember it. <laughs> I'm not going to remember it. Instantly forgettable. He, uh, yeah, but no, I like him. It's good. I like his creativity. Excellent. Well, let's take a break then, guys, and we'll come back for part two. Let's. Let's. Welcome back to part two of the Jim and the King NFL podcast for the Purple People Eaters special. Mm. Mm. With uh, Viking Stew. Skoll. Skoll. (laughs) Have we ever said that yet? So, let's take a break from talking about Vikings just briefly. Just briefly, because loads of stuff happens in the off-season. Right. Despite people wondering why we're still talking. Okay. And uh, that includes players moving teams. So yeah. we've got we obviously haven't talked about free agency much at all since the season finished. No, we haven't. So let's go through some of them, shall we, King? I'm just gonna rattle some of these off. Don't yep. spend too long on them. But uh, Nick Foles yep. has gone back to the Eagles. Okay. Now I was told don't go back to an ex. Never works out. But uh, he signed a two year 11 mil deal with 7 mil of that guaranteed yep is that good business to just be a backup for Carson Wentz that is a backup quarterback 
wage if I've ever heard one. It's so. cheaper than Chase Daniels, who the Eagles signed last season to a three-year, $21 million deal. But you don't often see backup quarterbacks get that amount. You don't. Gar- guaranteed, I mean. Yeah. Seven of that 11 is guaranteed. That's that's a lot. That's a lot of... Uh, it's a really high proportion, so I think good for him. If As a result, they've cut Chase Daniels. So. Well, yeah, absolutely, because he's earning... <laughs> Less money and he's better than him. Frankly, I think Nick Foles Ooh. is better than Chase Daniels. Yeah, I, I quite liked uh, Nick Foles for that one and a half seasons in Philadelphia mm. before Chip Kelly kind of mm. ruined him. Highest touchdown to interception ratio one season in the league, didn't he? Yeah, they were using Deshaun Jackson the right way. Talking to Deshaun Jackson. Ah, <laughs> nice segue. Yeah. Excellent Smooth. segue. <laughs> professional. He's gone to the Bucks on a three-year, $33.5 million deal. 20 what? mil of that is guaranteed. 20 mil. Guaranteed. Wow, for a undersized receiver who's been banged up in the past. Well, yeah, but you can still catch a ball. Oh, the guy's good. Yeah. Let's not okay. let's not let's not lie about it. So what's that? Ten mil a year, roughly. Um, yeah. Put him opposite Mike Evans. Yeah, the perfect compliment, isn't he? Really? Yeah. Just when you think you've landed a, your franchise quarterback, which I think everyone here I is in agreement have. with Jameis Winston, uh, you want to invest in putting some weapons around him. So just don't let him get hit. Absolutely. Yeah, just yeah. don't do that. But uh, yeah, I'm really liking that. Pick One up, more actually. bit of uh, ex-Eagles receivers news. So Alshon Jeffrey is now with Philadelphia, having yes. been uh, let go by the Bears. Yep, his contract ended, and he was willing to hit the free agency market. He was indeed. You wouldn't want to stay with the Bears at the moment, anyway. Given the choice, if you no. wanted to win stuff, you're not going to stay with the Bears. No, very true. Mike Glennon now is the quarterback. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. There we go. More news. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't want to win stuff. Uh, yeah, Alshon Jeffrey, I think, is a really good pickup. Similar thing, if they think they've got their franchise quarterback. Frankly, no, someone to throw at. Frankly, the Eagles had the worst receiving core yeah, in the league last season. they did have it. It's horrific. So, uh, yeah, from that perspective, nice pickup. Alshon Jeffrey's a big-bodied receiver who's going to hopefully help Carson Wentz in the passing game because he, I think, was second last season in yards per throw, yards per attempt, which he's got a cannon for an arm. He shouldn't be in that category. Yeah. Talking of big body receivers, one receiver who is moving teams but not necessarily having to move house is Brandon Marshall. Gone from the Jets to the Giants. Yep. Yep. Ooh, controversial. Seems like a weird move yeah. Yeah. to me. Well, for games, he yeah, he just didn't like the commute, did he? So he's moved to... Yeah. It's fiscally responsible on this move. <laughs> uh, but they've already got Beckham and Shepard. And Eli Manning's not a great great quarterback anymore. So no. yeah, but they've just lost Cruz, who had a hell of a contract. So yeah. to replace it, Cruz as your third receiver with Marshall and pay him less mm. makes a shrewd bit of business, frankly. Mm. But um, I think there's other teams that could have used someone like him. He's less of a headache now than he used to be. He used to be a pain in the ass. Yeah, now he's now like he's... kind of elder statesman, isn't he? In the locker yeah, yeah, he's actually yeah. right. So um, yeah, there's other teams. I think he could have added some value to other teams. Let's get away from receivers then, and let's talk instead about TJ Lang. Yeah. He's finally left the Packers. I know it doesn't usually happen, but someone's left there to go to the Lions of all places on the three-year, 19 mil guaranteed deal. He will mm. not be popular when he comes back to the <laughs> Lambeau field. <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> He's a solid player. That's going to be a loss for them, because yeah. they're not... Not riddled. got a great O line. I know Packersim wasn't happy about this. They're not riddled no. with, uh, with with options on their O line. So yeah, he's uh, he's been pretty solid last few years. So I did get a text about this. He was not happy. 
Interesting. He was happy, though, about Martellus Bennett turning up in Green Bay. Yep. Apparently so, he's moved to offensive line. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Will not be catching. No. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't think about that, but yeah, he's going to have to plug up the TJ Lang-shaped hole in the line. So. Absolutely. Um, yeah, Bennett's a nice pick. Lang's a loss. He is genuinely going to be a loss unless they address it in. He will be missed. Yeah. I think the fans are going to miss him as well. Yeah. yeah. But Bennett, I think, from to pick him up, he's he's gone to the Patriots, he's got a Super Bowl ring, and finally, finally, Aaron Rodgers had a safe, has a safe pair of hands at tight end, because I was never a Jermichael Finley fan. Oh, no. I've, so, nice. I've never seen Aaron Rodgers angry on the field, but last season, there's a few times you could see him looking towards his touchline and with a face of what 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 do you want me to do with this? Yeah, mm. absolutely, mm. absolutely, and 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 the the frustrating thing was Jared Cook made a couple of decent catches and a yeah. few good plays, but with no consistency. So yeah. I think Martellus having someone like Bennett there, who's used to the cold, played a number of years in Chicago as well. So that's not yeah, he's never been to him. south <laughs> south of the yeah, border. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, yeah. No, so from that that standpoint, I think that's a nice pickup for him. Mm. Although we do know that Martellus Bennett doesn't do anything outside the September. He caught four or five passes in the Super Bowl. <laughs> so it was a lot warmer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, nice pickup. I think Rogers it's in Houston. Will be happy I mean, it's not freezing in Houston ever. No, it's was he hibernate? From Houston, yeah, yeah, yeah. He doesn't like it that cold. Uh, okay, let's move on then. So, oh, talking about linemen for okay. some of the teams that we talked about. Uh, DJ Fluker. Yeah. Finally leaving the Chargers. He didn't fancy it in an intimidating 27,000-seater stadium. No. <laughs> so he's gone to the Giants instead. One year, three mil on the deal. Yeah, I'm hearing that we're replacing him with Russell Okun, though. Are you? Mm. Well, if you are, mm. then that's a good bit of business. But yeah, if you're not... Mm. Have I... This is earlier today. I heard that Okun had chosen to join the Chargers. Well, I don't know why he wouldn't. The contract has not officially been signed yet, but has chosen to to join there from from the Broncos. Was formerly a Pro Bowler for the Seahawks. So okay. fourth overall pick. Yeah, Texas, no well. Oklahoma State. <laughs> yeah, sorry, I'm what? doing it again. <laughs> uh, yeah, no. So Okun, I think, is going to replace Fluka. A um, bit of a right. loss. Although he did have a really weird allergic reaction this year, and it freaked me out. So, did he? He can did leave. He? Yeah, he's the one who got bitten, and his whole face swelled up. Fluker. Fair enough. There you go. That's some obscure stuff. I thought he got hit by something. I don't know. Hmm. I thought he got bitten by something. Yeah. Uh, I'm talking about players leaving our teams, King. Lawrence yeah. Timmons has left the Steelers. He's gone to Miami. Is what county jail there, or? There it is. He's doing leaving the Steelers. <laughs> <laughs> fine that's fine uh, I actually really liked him Tim is a great player he is a great player super underrated inside yeah. linebacker yeah he's been quietly going about his business for a long time suffers I wouldn't tell them this because he's a frightening looking man but he suffers from old man face it's a known condition <laughs> but he's had it since college he looked about 40 as soon as he was drunk. he was diagnosed was he yeah, he's a severe case year. severe case old man face so ah. But uh, that'd be a loss. How do you feel about that? Since you're I'm not happy about fan? that. I'm not happy about that because we've been stockpiling linebackers over the last few drafts, and so I was hoping that we could uh, pick something else. <laughs> but uh, yeah, and you are frankly the ones you've stockpiled aren't good enough to replace someone like that's Simmons. That's not true. 
But uh, gone. What's replaced Timmons? Who's going? We just need to replace Timmons because he was there. Yeah, but now I'm saying none of those guys you've drafted. You keep drafting outside Shazier. linebackers. Shazier also plays inside linebacker with Timmons when Timmons plays. Yeah. Who's playing next to Shazier now? <laughs> you putting Jarvis Jones there? Well, no, because he's a Bud free agent. Dupree. Now. Bud Dupree's a good outside linebacker. Great. You need an inside one. Yeah, well, we're going to have to address that. James now, Harrison. James Harrison. Yeah. <laughs> He's outside, he played, isn't he? Yeah, but he played inside for the Bengals. Yeah, but no one counts that. Everyone counts it. <laughs> I don't count That's it. That's what gave him a new fan. lease of life. <laughs> <laughs> oh, right, okay. Yeah, so I'm I'm sad because I liked uh, Lawrence Timmons. Understandable. Let's keep going. Mm? Two pickups for the Jags who can't help but do big splashes Banging in the Jags. Mm-hmm. Calais Campbell and AJ Bouye have both moved to Jacksonville. Yeah, who according to NFL, I think, were two of the top five yeah. free agent prospects this summer. So they picked up Malik Jackson last offseason, so that is frightening now, the, that front three. Yeah, and you've got a, a boy next opposite Ramsey now, yeah. at corner. Frightening. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, Calais Campbell with, you've got the likes of Fowler, Malik Jackson. Oh. Telvin Smith. Telvin Smith just behind him. Pazlaz need the age-old wonder still... Miles Jack running around Miles yeah Miles Jack if he can be healthy mm. um, yeah again looking on paper to be on a paper, great team like this this is the year they do every we season we have said it every <laughs> season but this is the year I'm not saying it no I'm not saying it Who even with t- Doug Marone as the head coach now where would you go then I'm not saying a player but where would you go position wise in the draft if you're a well, Jags Jacksonville Top, oh, they're at the no. top of the, right at the top of the draft where you, what are. position are you going to try and address then you're going to go defence again because Jonathan Allen, chuck him there. Yeah, yeah. that That's front, a good shout. Yeah. that front, and do and it's Coughlin as well, which is the other thing. And Coughlin, mm. if you look at the teams where he had success with the Giants, uh, you know he always everything it was about just having so much depth on the def- defensive line with yeah. OCU and Euro. They had Kiwanuka at the time as well, mm. and still picked up Pierre Paul. You know, it was uh, very much front heavy. Yes, look and Coughlin, and they don't have to worry about the back because with. Uh... Oh, with yeah. Ramsey now and Boye, and Boye that's Absolutely. Uh, ridiculous. So, yeah. It's going to be frightening. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I can't see Take, Well, on paper. On paper. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not bang that Jags drum just yet. Yeah. Jeez, <laughs> stop doing that. No. Yeah. I think Over that, or running back. you want to throw it. Oh, you took it away from me. <laughs> I was going to say running back. I'm sorry. Bag. <laughs> Stealing which, my thunder. Which running back then? I will ask you a player. Fournette. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like <so>. that. <laughs> you thought I might say Fournette. Yeah. I did or Cook because Cook did play in Florida yeah although I wouldn't want Jacksonville to do that no not after they had the problems with no because the last Florida State player they took in the first round was rubbish wasn't he How's Ramsey doing? Is he... He's doing all right. Yeah, he's doing all right. Yeah, doing all right. <laughs> yeah. But Justin Blackman the last one with character issues and Dalvin Cook does have character issues yeah. didn't work out so well no no this is true they can only have one troublemaker on the team very true. Almost finished. Go to talk Pats. Okay. Because they have picked up two big players. They have mm-hmm. indeed. Brandon Cooks and Stefan Gilmore. Yeah. Should be illegal. Uh, yeah, it's should be. be. Yeah. Frankly. Should not be allowed to no. happen. Teams should block themselves from doing these well, kind of things. Gilmore's like, a pro bowler. Yeah. Uh, and Cooks. Hasn't he? There's only th- two other players that have caught over 80 catches and for over 1,100 yards in the last three seasons. Yeah, he's, he's got he's one of like over 1,100 yards every season. Yeah, it's ridiculous. 
So uh, yeah, no, he's he, he's an absolute burner. So that's that's a nice pickup for them because they've not had one of those, frankly, since Randy Moss. No, um, oh. <laughs> maybe a, a flick to, to the future part of the podcast. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah. that's um, that's a big pickup for them. The Gilmore one's the other one. Um, I think they're going to have some questions to ask though about the Dante Hightower thing. Well, it looks like um, he's coming back. Yeah, because no one's going for him, which makes. No, no he's, he's visiting a lot of teams. He's visited the Steelers, Jets, and yeah. everyone else. But he plays inside linebacker. He does, doesn't he? Yeah. I wouldn't mind having Hightower there. Pay him. Well, pay the man. It's pay not up man. to me. Pay it's not up to me. Jim, if it was up to me, I would pay the man. Make the call. Yeah. Hightower's a strong player. Last so time I've... we picked up a Patriot, it didn't work out so well. I would if if they lose Hightower. Watch this space. I think they might make a trade. As in, I think they're going to trade Garoppolo to get back into the first oh. round and then take Ruben Foster. Oh. There you go. Heard really? It. Heard it at first. Oh, oh, this is like your uh, Joey Bosa. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So if they lose Hightower, I think they're going to go up and get Ruben Foster. You heard it at first. Because where did Hightower play? Ruben Foster. What? Is he, is he a Bama inside linebacker? He is, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's a trend. There's a pattern forming here. Yeah. I so. guess we should really, really talk about the biggest shock of the offseason, though, which was the Brock Osweiler trade. You mean the Browns have found their future quarterback? They, well... Bum, no. Bum, bum. <laughs> what well, first looked like it broke the internet when it was uh, announced that yeah. the Browns had picked up what was really a toxic uh, contract for the Houston Texans mm. in Brock Osweiler. Mm. You know, sixteen mil guaranteed this year. Sixteen mil guaranteed. He was on a was it five year contract they signed him to. Yep. Big splash. Was hundred mil or something? They. Yes, it was. Um, it was huge. Front heavy though from a guaranteed standpoint. So yeah, the first, first couple of years. years. Yeah. So. Mm. So he was. Benched before the end of the first season. Yeah. Uh, maybe harsh, but he looked so frightened every time he was on the field. But Bill O'Brien yeah. made no bones about saying he preferred Tom Savage. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So that's all you need to know about who was actually asking for that, that trade tab. Well, you've, you can only blame the Texans' front office for that. Yeah. they The owners demanded a big splash in free agency or the draft. Yeah. I think both teams won, frankly. They got to get rid of the... Uh, We're talking about the Browns now. I think both teams, frankly. Oh, I yeah, Texans have managed to Texas relieve their, their contract uh, hold with yeah. Osweiler. They've got a dodge and Browns Texas. have got a plus. Yeah, they've got a second round pick and they can cut him or try and trade him for maybe a third or a fourth round pick and eat up half the contract. They've got loads of cap room. Despite yeah. how laughable it originally sounds, there are teams that will take Osweiler as a backup quarterback. Yeah, but you'd have to eat the half, at least half of the 16 mil for them But at least it's only half of the 16 mil now. It's not as if... It, it, it was impossible to trade 16 mil contracts well, for Brock Osweiler. Essentially, even if they don't, it's like them still having the salary cap from last season. Yeah. And they they weren't capping out anyway. So it's if from their standpoint, they're uh, they're in a pretty good place. Plus, they got an extra second. They are stockpiling second round picks, by the way. Mm-hmm. I think they've got four in the next two two years in the draft. Yeah. As long as they use it right. Would they trade back up into the top five to get a quarterback? That's the question. This year? I don't think so, but I think they might this year. I would rather that they just stockpiled good players and then waited for a, a quarterback to come along that they really believed in. Yeah, I think I think they're going to take Garrett, which is the right thing to do. And yes. I think you've got to go then safe with 12, which is an area of need. I'd then go with maybe a tight end. There's maybe a Howard. Get two, play- two yeah. solid players you know are going to be there for the next 10 years. And frankly, you can uh, you can wait till next year. They've got Gary Barnage at tight end already, so 
Yeah, but he dropped off this year. I know they have not had stellar quarterback play. It was, it was an amazing year the year before. So yeah, it was true. the quarterback, really. Was, you know, every week it was a different quarterback for him. Yeah, that's just true. And but they've I'll lost Terrell Pryor now. They so. have. They have. Yeah. They have. But they do seem to... <laughs> it's a bit like Jacksonville, but you kind of hope that they've kind of turned the corner now. Mm. And the front office there is completely different. And this is actually a really clever move. Yeah. This Osweiler trade. It looks ridiculous at the time, but when you realise what they're doing it for... Yeah, yeah. Um, it's not so silly. No, absolutely. They got, got Coleman's come back. He was injured most of last season. He was the first round wide receiver. Yeah, Corey Coleman. He was a top 10 pick. He was? Yeah. I've got so, a really big soft spot for that team as well. I me too. Help it. I'm, I love everyone, it. Wants to support. everyone wants to see them do well. Nobody yeah. wants to see a team doing badly all the time, no. apart from the Pats. But <laughs> Well, that's a bit I don't think the Pats even register the Browns. I mean, no, no. Does that even come into their radar? It's once every four years they play them or something? No, they just trade some of their best defensive players there. Just they do. Yeah, who's that? You're going to die in Cleveland. Yeah, yeah. You want, you want more money? Here's Cleveland. Yeah. <laughs> right, this if way, you're not LeBron, you go, no one Collins. knows you. Off you go. <laughs> yeah. Well, there you go. So that's yeah. cool. That was interesting. Let's take a final break and then come back for the second part of our Viking special. Well, yeah, we need to talk about a free agent who's not yet signed, who Ooh. may or may not be a Viking. Spoiler! <laughs> Peterson. Welcome back, guys, to the final part of the Jim and the King Airport podcast for Purple People Eaters with Viking Stew. So we've talked about a lot of things Vikings. Mm-hmm. But there's still much more to talk about, Stu. Come on. Come on. Let's... We haven't really asked you this yet, but... Who is your favourite Vikings player? Excellent. Is there one that's really kind of stood out for you? One that you fell in love with? I will say Adrian Peterson. Ooh! Ooh! Not, not liked by our younger <laughs> listeners, of course. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, we're talking about Adrian Peterson, the football player. Not, okay. Not so- the father. we're going to switch it up are we now and talk about Adrian Peterson yeah okay why talk about Adrian Peterson watching that guy play he is a beast once Mm. he's moving he's not going to be stopped no Mm. he will go and go and go he I like his attitude recently in an interview with him I think it was a couple of days ago and a journalist alluded to the fact that maybe he was a bit past it and he <laughs> okay or getting getting too old for the game and he very much sort of you could hear you could almost hear him grinning and looking at the guy saying don't count me out yet okay he's 32 next week yeah he is <laughs> he is I was going to make a joke which is some four, which is some week. four or five years older than most of the other Vikings yeah you've got a young team yeah. um, and that's quite old for a running back to still be classed as elite which I think he is still Maybe. Well, he the seventh pick in the 2007 draft. Yep, yeah, the famous Jamarcus Russell draft. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about some of those stats then. Uh, so, he has done 11,747 rushing yards, 97 Ooh. touchdowns, yeah, and, well, 1,945 receiving yards and five touchdowns for the Vikings in his, was it, eight-year career? 2007 yeah 8 or 9 yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> one of the two who's counting <laughs> but 2016 campaign he played 3 games for yeah. you yeah he got busted up 37 carries for 72 rushing yards 
and three catches for eight yards. Not a big year for him. Not a big D- year. He also was injured, so we're not going to count that against him. But no. he, uh, even last year, he, he was only a couple of seasons ago, he rushed for over 2,000 yards. Yeah. And that was off 2012 of, that was off his, of an ACL uh, injury. peak year. Yeah. You talk the, well, if we talk about it, he's a seven-time Pro Bowler, five-time first-team All-Pro. He was the NFL MVP and Offensive Player of the Year in 2012. He was also the Offensive Rookie of the Year mm-hmm. in 2007. His first year. And no this, in a, this in a team that's not known for his offense either. Mm. No. Yeah, he was the one thing you had for yeah. a number of years, and no one could stop him. No. Basically, from 2007 to 2012 or 13, really, he was your offense. And mm. it's a thing like that when you might get away with it for the first season, but second year, everyone knows what you're doing. Yeah. And the fact that he was still able to put up those yards is testament to just how good he's a runner big, he is. He's quick. He's smart. Mm hmm. Yep, he's all of those things. Yeah, but he's also fading. <laughs> and yes. Over the, over this off season, raising your eyebrows, King. But you know he's been around these teams. Yeah. And I thought he was going to. He go has to... been leaving these teams without a contract in his hand. Yeah. And it looks like the only team that's going to be willing to eventually take him back in is the team he's only ever been with. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's been chugging some names out there as well. He's he was certainly his agent's been fairly vocal yeah. about the fact that he wants to play for the Pats or the Seahawks. Raiders came up as well. The mm-hmm. Raiders. Well, I think yeah, he basically, that O-line, yeah. He basically yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He basically just wants to play for a championship and that's interesting that his thought process hasn't then made him re-sign with the Vikings because they were halfway through last first season they were, uh, they were doing pretty well. Yeah. So... Yeah, I don't blame him. He, he deserves a Super Bowl win. No but should he try and get one with you? He should get one with us. Oh. He should try and get one with us. Thanks for that. He should get one with us. But as if as, as an individual player, he's got a career. Mm. And as we said, he is getting on now. He's going to want to play for a team that's got a potential to give him that ring. Yeah, I, and I, I don't I, think the Vikings are going to do it in the next two years. No, I have no issue with players doing this, frankly. No. Towards the twilight of their career. That's fine moving to teams and, and get seeking rings yeah. and even if they've still got something in the tank then going somewhere else Martellus yeah. Bennett being a prime example it's only a it's couple of years me, long, you know, younger than are the Vikings really that far off challenging for a Super Bowl you say, no, it's, said, more, you say it's more than two years before they're going to be really challenging and if you did have a firing in all cylinders Peterson you've got some good receivers there you've got a really good defence so what are you missing well, QB. let's QB say, and the, a pocket three, to work with that QB. The, the three teams we've Not mentioned good. have Don't got need a massively good. Well, pocket. the three teams you mentioned have got Russell Wilson, Derek Carr, and Tom Brady. Mm. Yeah. You put Bradford in that category? No, I'm absolutely not. That's so, what I'm saying. There's a QB need. Absolutely. Yeah. So that's that's you've answered your own question and questioned a question. No, I didn't. Uh, I didn't ask a question. I said I challenged Stu on saying that the Vikings aren't. Two, more than two seasons away from having a Super Bowl chance. I think they're quite capable of winning the division without a shadow of a doubt mm-hmm. without a shadow of a doubt we've won the, we alluded we said to earlier on their division wins in their, in, during the existence of the Vikings has been staggering mm-hmm. but a Super Bowl mm, not just yet well not that attitude <laughs> <It's> not <gonna laughs> the... okay okay I want to talk about because I mean this is a, a Vikings podcast and you know it would be remiss of us not to talk about some old uh, yeah. Vikings as well because as we said earlier those four Super Bowl appearances did come back in the 60s and early 70s so I'm going to throw out some Hall of Famers for you here Stu go on then um, I didn't they, you've got more than this list but I picked the ones that did the majority of their career with the Vikings 
So okay. people like Warren Moon and Brett Favre, who were great players, but only played one or two, three yeah. years max with the yeah, yeah. Um, Vikings, that didn't count. So we've got Fran Tarkington, we've already talked about. Mm-hmm. Chris Carter, Chris best Carter. ever wide yeah. receiver. Let's uh, eight time Pro Bowler, played mm-hmm. for you between 1990 and 2001. Mm-hmm. Um, great name, Mick Tingleoff. <laughs> Center from 62 to 78. He played the second most games for the Vikings. And so just like ever present center, you know. Yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, just, uh, yeah, no, nothing spectacular, but it was a center, so come on. Uh, another great name, Randall McDaniel, a guard from 88 to 99. He had 12 straight Pro Bowls. It's pretty impressive. That is pretty, yeah. I think it's just for his name alone. Yeah. Yeah. Keeping up the good name, uh, offensive lineman, Gary Zimmerman from 86 to 92. He was on the NFL all decade team in the 80s and the 90s. Oh. There you go. <laughs> yeah, two decades. Yep. Um, and then the other offensive lineman that we need to talking about is Ron Yari. He was the first offensive tackle ever selected first in the NFL draft back in 1968. Oh, fantastic. Mm. Yeah, so the, the numbers just keep getting better. But of course, you are a defensive team. Oh, yes. And so I've left some defensive players here to talk about. First of all, Chris Dolman played for you between 85 and 93 and came back in 1999 for one more season. Um in 89 he had to 21 sacks he finished his career of 150 and a half sacks and is the fourth all time for sacks recorded that's pretty impressive that's pretty, yeah. Yeah. put that 21 sacks into context of one season 21 sacks in one season, season. that's staggering yeah I mean you'd be looking I don't know how. who had the Chris biggest, Dolman records the, 22 the most the most was 15 last season last Vic season Beasley. 15 yeah yeah staggering yeah the most yeah the most ever is 22 and the closest we've got in recent years was I think Houston and JJ Watt got to, to 21 yeah 21 and a half maybe yeah um, yeah so that's that's for now but they're both edge rushers yes yeah. another older defensive end Carl Eller Carl Eller from 64 to 78 he recorded 133 and a half QB sacks mm-hmm. he was a, a bit of a physical phenom by the sounds of it mm. from all the records um, and then we've got two defensive tackles Alan Page from 67 to 78 he was the first defensive player to win the league MVP in 1971 so previously it was always quarterbacks and whatever yeah like now uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and John Randall from 1990 to 2000 he had eight consecutive double digit sack seasons come on defensive tackle yeah you got some stars yep John Randall no wonder you guys have been consistent for so many years yeah and uh, last but not least Paul Krause the safety from 68 to 79 he was basically a corner and a safety at the same time. He has 81 interceptions. That's the number one all time. Oh, no. Never knew it was that high. 81. 81 interceptions for a safety. I've never heard of him. Yeah, he, Bad, he was basically covering over, quarter, over cornerbacks. Um, yeah, so there's a trip down memory lane. So any diehard, like, 78-year-old Vikings fans listening, we mentioned some good players there. <laughs> Excellent. You've had a very rich history of very good players there with incredible stats. Uh, let's just talk briefly about some bad players because <laughs> why do you do this few. every time oh we've got to, we've got to take the light and the bad the yin we? and the yang you don't have to you have to you have to yeah <laughs> <laughs> hey every team has bad players alright now I knew, I've, I've just picked out three 
There's so many more. Yeah. <laughs> Have you got a personal favourite worst I, player? I, Come on, you, the, the worst player. One that stood out for me was a guy called Troy Williamson. Oh, he's on my list. I thought he might be. There we go. Go he on. Was. Go on. The seventh pick in two thousand and seven. Two thousand and five. I thought. No. No. Seven. You're close. Seven. Because you gave away. That was the Randy Moss pick that you gave to the Pats. Ah. You picked up the seventh pick in the draft and you used it on Troy Williamson. Yay. Yeah, so <laughs> that doesn't help. Um, I don't know, yeah, you picked him up because he, he ran a 4.32 40-yard dash mm. in the combine. Mm-hmm. So, great. Um, his stats were 79 receptions for 1,064 yards and three touchdowns. In one season? That's pretty good. In three seasons. In ah. three seasons. <laughs> yeah, I was waiting for that. <laughs> yeah, this boy was famous for his drops. Yeah. Sorry. Was he? Yeah, sounds, sounds like, like Ted Ginn prior to we'll Carolina Panthers. Yeah, frankly, because Ted Ginn was not supposed to get picked that high up and ran a four three two forty. Oh, there you go. Just couldn't. something about that number. Mm. But yeah, apparently fans used to cheer whenever he ca- yeah. caught anything for positive or negative yards. Just the fact that he caught something got a cheer oh, from the dear. crowd. That's not good. Yeah, and was... also the fact that he used the Randy Moss trade uh, to pick up that. It's another Brad Childress. Uh, just Choice. deeply unpopular guy all round mm, mm. do you remember watching him then no I've seen a few bits of YouTube of him when I was doing, <laughs> I was doing a bit of, bit of bit of research before though, okay, so okay. Like, chuck into YouTube worst chuck him into YouTube and you will see some diabolical yeah yeah please one that's routinely mentioned as your worst ever player was Demetrius Underwood, Underwood which is a little bit unfortunate because he never actually played a game for you the 29th pick in the 99 draft he walked off the field King on the first day of practice never came back he showed up in Miami the next year I think uh, tried to commit suicide failed into rehab then turned up with Dallas for a couple of seasons but he tried to commit suicide again Uh, he was diagnosed with bipolar disorder that's tragic yeah that's horrible yeah I mean there were warning flags coming out of college he sat out his entire last year of college at Michigan State for no reason there was no reason given but the Vikings still picked him at 29 so they took a chance on him as a defensive end because he had good stats in his first two seasons in college and um, didn't work out so he's put down there because he never played a game and they used up a first round pick on him yeah well that is terrible yeah but obviously there was a yeah yeah, it wasn't because he was lazy or anything there was obviously some mental problems there that weren't diagnosed Michigan State probably got to handle some of the blame for that should hope so yeah kept that quiet didn't they yeah absolutely Um, Absolutely. the other one I wanted to mention then let's get back to lighthearted, just terrible players yeah (laughs) Savaris Jackson Uh, talk about QBs oh I mentioned him earlier Savaris Jackson the 64th pick in 2006 well, the reason it's, he's mentioned so much is you traded back up to go and get him yeah. when all draft analysts said that he was a developmental player, practice squad. Didn't was, treat him like... Well, <laughs> I remember he lost out in a battle. Was it to Joe Rosenthal or someone... Joe Rosenthal? Something like that. I'm making up names now. Yeah, you are. Joe Webb? No. No, no. Josh Rosenthal. Someone... They had an aging quarterback that Tavares Jackson was beaten out of a QB battle in one season pass there yeah. you go but so, I, something like that I'm quite, I know I'm not far off his name but I know pretty sure that's not right but either way I'm sure that well I've got the stats here for Tavares Jackson he played 36 games for you mm-hmm. 3,924 yards 24 touchdowns 22 interceptions and a 58.7% pass completion 
58 and good. I need 60. You, he need has, 60. you do need 60. As I need the yeah. says. It's the minimum. Yeah. But I don't understand, right? How does Christian Ponder get a free pass on this? Because I looked at You're lists the of one worst that picked the list. Well, no, but I was looking through lists of Vikings ah. picked ah. worst players, and Ponder doesn't get a look in. That's interesting. But he's got pretty much exactly the same stats as Tavares Jackson. Were these lists from like 2008? No, no, no. No. 2015 oh, okay. oh yeah no he should be on there mm. he should because you picked him way too high up in the draft yeah it was ridiculous yeah and he never did anything no no it's like it's like a weird thing with overhyped quarterbacks where the people reach for them and strangely back to back because then the person who was um, followed him uh, afterwards or was his replacement at Florida State when Ponder left was EJ Manuel oh back to back busts at quarterback yeah. who were sort of fairly high first round picks yeah uh, yeah bit of a reach ponder I didn't sort of think he was valued that high when you there took him there was a big gasp when that, when that draft pick came in yeah absolutely so uh, yeah a bit of a strange one that was the that's, set, set, that's unfortunately that set you guys back a number of years so that's yeah we just we've always suffered with poor to average quarterbacks yeah yeah and that's why Bridgewater though he's Bridge... not going to set the world alight but it was good value in the second yeah. round yeah yeah but again, is he a starting quarterback? I'm not sure. No. <laughs> I'm not high on him, but I don't watch enough. I haven't seen enough of him to decide yet. He, the, and frankly, I hope he comes back and plays really well because that's right. such a horrific injury. Let's let's talk about Teddy Bridgewater just briefly because I want to mention the fact that that guy can't duck. No, when he's going to get hit, he's a, an RG three Mark two, isn't he? Yeah, he's, he I've, takes a hit, but he can't. I mean, Bradford's taken some hits this season, last season, but yeah. he got up from each one and shook it off. It just Bridgewater seems never too he's going to get an injury like that. You know, yes. that the, remember the game against the Rams yeah. when the, the oh. player went and completed the hit against him despite the fact he was sliding. Mm. But he still had his head... Knocked him out cold. Yeah, his, yeah, his head was elevated. Yeah, yeah I, I think you look at some of the, mm. the real season veterans, the like of Aaron Rodgers, who frankly hasn't had a fantastic offensive line, as we've said. No. Uh, and, you know, has, has been hit numerous times. You look at people like Brady, everyone jokes that he falls on the floor, but... Besides one freak injury against Kansas City where he's out for the season and Matt yep. Castle played, Brady's not really... You don't see him get knocked about no. a lot or injured. You don't see Rodgers do that. Roethlisberger, I think, tries a bit too hard and frankly has a bit of the... They're kind of almost accidents, thing. aren't they, a lot of the time? Mm. Unless it's the Bengals. It's just like someone falling on his ankle. But yeah, someone just, he rolls up on something. Yeah. yeah. The reason he... I think the difference is Bridgewater doesn't have that... What makes Roethlisberger amazing is the fact that with people hanging off him... Yeah. He will still try and make a throw, whereas... He's trying to extend the play for Rogers the receiver. Or, yeah, Rogers or Manning or whoever... And it, Peyton's retired now, but previously Manning mm. and uh, and Brady, they will just drop. They're not even going to try and make the plays that Roethlisberger makes, which is why he puts himself in harm's way to some yeah. extent. But Bridgewater just seems naive in the pocket. Just like RG3, it's one of those things you just can't see the hit coming. No. Yeah. Everyone else in the stadium sees it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's yeah. like... It's like Panto. <laughs> he's behind you. Yeah. Well, actually, no, he's right in front of you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, running he's, towards you. Yeah, yeah, he's not even hiding. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, well, I wanted to get... Just just breeze through some bad players because I'm, you know... I, I like the Vikings. Yeah. Not that much, but I like them. Okay. I don't not like them. No, we're playing each other next year, aren't we? <laughs> we are. <laughs> yeah, well, we played each other in London and uh, King and I went to watch that game. We did, yeah, Spent great. Spent some time with some great Vikings fans. We did. Spent a long time chatting to them in the tailgate and, uh, yeah, great bunch of fans. Yeah, it was awesome. Wrong result. It was Le'Veon Bell's first or, yeah, first season. 
just come back from an injury. Well, you jinxed yourself because you. I knew you were a bit of an Adrian. This is back when Jim <laughs> was an Adrian Peterson fan mm. and turned to me before and the said, child abuse. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I think that's okay. That's you know there isn't Thanks. an elephant in the room. You've now addressed it. So thank you. Um, <laughs> he. No, it's um. We turned around and said, "Oh, it'd be really nice to see Adrian Peterson just do one of those runs." Yeah. If yeah. I was impartial, Jim's a Steelers fan. I wanted the Steelers to win. Mm. It'd be nice to see him do one of those runs. Seventy yards later, and I kid you not, about five seconds after Jim mentioned it, seventy yards later, Peterson is holding the ball in the end zone. Yeah. <laughs> and he went, "Ah, oh, actually, it wasn't as it wasn't as good as I thought it would be." <laughs> I wasn't. Ex- I'm not as excited about that now. In hindsight, yeah, if he got down to the five or something, yeah, you know, yeah. had to force a punt or anything. yeah, 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 that'd been great. But uh, yeah. yeah, you you lost that one, didn't you? <laughs> Uh, it was an exciting game. If Great you remember, game. we were driving yeah. on the last play. And, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, had a chance to. You did? To win fourth it. down, 20 yards out? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Great game. It was a great game. Yeah. I want to end on one of the best players you ever had in our lifetime as well. Hmm. Randy Jean Moss. Oh, Randy I thought you were going to say Brock Lesnar. Brock Lesnar? Yeah. No. That's the Vikings. No, I'm talking about Randy Moss. Okay. Nailed on for Canton? Should be. Should be. should be a Hall of Famer. Should yeah. be. Uh, First ballot. Should be. Because he, he was Malvi. He didn't... He, he had a, a bit of a bad attitude, didn't he, really? Yeah, but he, was, yeah. he wasn't he was like a diva like the likes of Owens, who should, frankly as well, should be a Hall of Famer. Yeah. Or like a Chad Johnson or anything. Randy Cam Moss. Newton. He was, so, yeah, he was just so funny. Randy Moss was just hilarious. When he said that he paid his fines, cash money, and all that sort of yeah. stuff, like <laughs> straight cash homie, that was it. Sorry, yeah. not cash money. Straight cash homie. Like he was hilarious, mm. and he was a cheat. He was a cheat code. He. It was ridiculous. I mean, you know, they people, had won- st- people schemed against him. It just still didn't work. No. They, they didn't even run plays. He didn't run plays when he played for the Vikings. All he did was run go routes, mm. and they just threw it high. Yeah, and you knew it was going to him because the ball would leave the picture. So the cameraman couldn't track it because it was good. they were just throwing the ball so high. They went, "Yeah, good luck stopping this guy." <laughs> and he's just leaping over guys, bringing it down, skipping into the end zone. Yeah, yeah, amazing. The twenty-first pick in the ninety-eight draft. Uh, well, let's talk about it. One hundred and thirteen games for uh, the Vikings. Can I? Sorry, just before you go into the stats, because I, I do actually want to hear right. all this stuff about Randy Moss. Interesting. There's a rumor about them the 21st pick in that draft obviously being Randy Moss apparently Randy Moss is the reason that Jerry Jones took Des Bryant because yeah because he missed he never forgave himself yeah for Randy Moss torching the Cowboys for a number of seasons well he thought he was going to go to the Cowboys he was incensed because he was a Cowboys fan yeah and he they was, didn't take he him was under the impression they were going to draft him yep they didn't no. And so then he made a point of absolutely torching them every time he turned up in. I think it was he Dallas. had the biggest game. He had three catches one game for about two hundred and fifty yards and yeah. three touchdowns. They were the five only... five catches, but yeah, yeah, about one hundred eighty-seven yards. Wasn't he kind of touchdowns. disappointed that the draft as well? You could almost see it on his face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he, was he like, honestly thought he was why, going. Why have I got this shirt? To go to go that low down really is is kind of ridiculous. Yeah, but so, yeah. Twenty-first pick. Sorry. So he yeah, he played for the Vikings from ninety-eight to two thousand and four. Came back in 2010 for a month. Talk about that in a minute. Yeah. Played four games. Mm. Got two touchdowns. Uh, So in total for the Vikings, he played 113 games, 92 touchdowns, uh, receiving and rushing, 9,316 yards. He also got uh, a touchdown off a punt return for 64 yards. (laughs) Gotta love that, haven't you? Uh, Yeah. Six-time Pro Bowler, 
four-time first-team All-Pro, Offensive Rookie of the Year in 2008, and... The suspense is killing me, Jim. I'm trying to read my writing. Oh, that's outrageous. Five times NFL receiving touchdown leader. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me. And in the 2000s All-Decade team as well. Yeah. Not surprising. Uh, Do you hold a single-season touchdown record for a receiver as well? Did you mention that? I said five times he held the NFL receiving touchdown leader and the, yeah the receiving yards I, I didn't no I mean all time I think for a single season he holds the touchdown record for a receiver sounds right I mm-hmm. think he does In the f- I didn't when, write it down but there are a lot of awards I think when Brady threw the 50 touchdowns in the unbeaten season for the Patriots I think Randy Moss got about 20 of those touchdowns himself see Wikipedia for details yeah check <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty sure or he might not have it now but I think at one point he definitely did hold that record so he came back in 2010 uh, for four games scored two touchdowns but he left because I think he was questioning Brad Childress which was quite right yes uh, so he yeah I think he questioned it in a locker room interview and not the done thing the GM was close to firing Childress actually and, and sticking with Moss but they then fired Moss then a few weeks later fired Childress hmm. so <laughs> lost both of them in the end yeah it's a shame cause two touchdowns in four weeks you could use that kind of yeah, mm. productivity from ended his career in Tennessee. I think it was was the we last place. There, no, no, he was a, a blocker. Of, was a jumping decoy. around. Was at the Niners for a while. And yeah, and we got a few more touchdowns for the Niners. That that took him past To. Yeah, it was for for touchdowns. Yeah, but an absolute beast of a player. Oh, he's mm. a legend as well. Just a legend of the game. I think he is. He wasn't that diva. That he isn't. He was so polarizing, but he was just so witty. His personality, yeah. Just... The uh, the fake moon for the against the Packers was one that keeps coming up. But yeah, I love it. That's Who cares? I love that one because actually, yeah. when you talk about the snowflakes in Green Bay, yeah. you know they uh, they're famous for mooning the away team's, team's coach as they leave. So what he was doing was a kind of homage to that. Yeah, I don't care. T- his second touchdown. If you'd have actually mooned them, it's a kid like this. Kids yeah. in the stadium and stuff. Don't do that sort yeah. of rubbish. But. He faked that was, it. Who that cares? That was Joe Buck saying it was disgusting on the commentary. Who cares? Yeah, exactly. That was just fun. Yeah, it was fun. It although was fun. he did get fined twenty five thousand dollars for squirting a water bottle into a referee's face. Yeah, that's so, silly. That is silly. <laughs> it was forty thousand originally. They knocked it down to twenty five. Yeah, it was made a cash payment. <laughs> yeah, it was all cash money. <laughs> Straight cash, homie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, one of my favourite sound bites ever. Yeah. So, I mean, that's that's everything I want to talk about with the Vikings. Stu, what else do you want to talk about with the Vikings? Is there anything that we've missed or anything that we've misrepresented? Not at all. I think we're, as I said, we're a consistent team. Nobody likes to mess with, tangle with the Vikings D. Mm. And I think it's going to carry us in the next season. And hopefully, 2018, we actually do some damage. Maybe we be contenders to Super Bowl. Yeah, fingers crossed. We were talking about your stadiums, but you've got your sure brand new stadium. Ooh, this was so going to say, you well. mentioned earlier, it's so pretty. It's... Um, it is stunning. It is Green stunning. Is. Love all that it glass. Yeah. yeah. I'm a little bit dis. I think, in a way, I mean, my only criticism of, criticism of it would be that we play in the tundra and we put a roof on it. Yeah. I'm not You're sure how smart that is. Big advantages, taking away a big advantage. I'm not sure that's so smart. Just turn the aircon on really high. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Started out at the Metropolitan Stadium yes. in 1961. That's 1981. That was 48,000 seaters. Then moved to the Metrodome between 82 and 2013. For those that don't know, the roof caved in because of 18 inches of snow, I think it Something was. ridiculous. There's actually a video of the roof caving in yes. on YouTube. Mm. It's quite spectacular. Yeah. Unfortunately, it wasn't during the game. It was... Uh, just no, unfortunately. No, fortunately, <laughs> fortunately, fortunately, it was not during the game. 
Yeah. So you spent two seasons at the uh, TCF Stadium, the college ground, the Golden Gophers. Golden Gophers. Yeah. Mm. And now you're at US Bank Stadium. That yeah. was outside. That was an advantage. Yeah, that yeah. was bloody freezing, wasn't it? You yeah. remember the playoff game against the Seahawks? You lost because Blair Walsh couldn't hit a 20 yard mm-hmm. field goal into the sun. Next subject. <laughs> <laughs> Where's Blair Walsh now? Yeah. <laughs> I think the, only, the other thing I like about being a Viking is that I think we're in the best and most entertaining division in the NFL. Oh! I oh, love our division. I love the rivalries. What, with the Bears and the, and the Lions? I like the, I like the rivalry between the teams. I really enjoy that. We haven't really talked about the rivalry, have we? We've mm. skipped over that. But, it's I not mean, as local right. cool as, as an LA Oakland <laughs> <laughs> <Open> rivalry. <laughs> <laughs> Just stop it, King, alright? It's not going oh. to work. Not gonna work. No. If they meet so Calais, they're doing better. Come on, and out of those three, which I one really do you like the least? I don't like the Lions. I really well, that's what don't Tim like said, them. Wasn't it? He I didn't like the Lions either. He doesn't like us. We Vikings and like Vikings. yeah, but he Vikings said a Packers. mutual respect he he for the Vikings. Yeah, mutual the Vikings. respect. I'd like to see the Bears be more competitive. Oh yeah, I'd like. To, I don't like them, but I'd like to see them be more competitive. Okay. Wear your Viking shirt and say that in Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Why don't you be more competitive? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but no, the the Lions. I don't. They annoy me. They're a. They are a good team, but they just can't carry it through. I don't know what it is about that team. But well, they, they can't. Ke- they keep. Ca- they can't keep their best players. Yeah. Well, and frankly, even when their their best players are healthy, they retire. <laughs> <laughs> but you look at some of the players they've drafted high they t- took Nick Fairley yep. in the first round mm. middle of the first round they took Ndomakin Sue second overall after Sam Bradford they took Stafford first overall Stafford, yeah. Yeah. Calvin Johnson second overall yep. they have high draft picks all the time for a reason how many of those players yeah. are still on that team two one one, one. yeah one of yeah. your t- first round picks over the last sort of 10 years my, my point is they can dominate our division and then it all falls apart and uh, see well what's the point in dominating a division like that if you can't at least carry I'll say that as a Viking but mm. <laughs> yeah. yeah but if, what's the point in having if, having that strong a team if you can't carry it through yeah it's a shame they've had some talented players and they just yeah like you say can't put it together I'd be more annoyed at the Packers I've got to be honest if I was in that division because they, should, be, they don't deserve to win the amount of divisions they win no, oh, no Aaron, Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers completely carried that team this year yeah Again, again, and but I, I like the Packers. I like. I think Aaron Rodgers is my favourite quarterback in the NFL. I like the guy. I like him back. You're not going to go and get into Minnesota again. <laughs> no, I'm not. What are you saying? You got to respect talent. <laughs> How many other oh. quarterbacks do you know who can throw bombs like that on the run? Well, I don't have to say that because he's not in my division. But <laughs> Philip Rivers, <laughs> <laughs> Big Ben. <laughs> okay, <laughs> we're going to have to we're going to have to finish because we can talk about the Vikings. For at least another ten minutes. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's a stretch. Thank you so much, Stu, for coming over no, and doing it's a pleasure, this, man. man. Pleasure, guys, and um, thanks for the podcast. I really, really enjoy it, uh, and it's, I've understood a lot more about the NFL since uh, you guys have been doing it. Thank oh, you. Thank cheers, you. Man. you are one of our cheers. eight regular listeners. Hey, so thank hey. you. For that. No, I'm, joking. <laughs> I'm joking. We have at least ten. Um, yeah, no, thank you for the support. No, really appreciate it. Yes, you are welcome whenever. Exactly. We'll, I'm sure we'll be calling on you in the future. Oh, help for us sure. out. Yeah, for sure. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking we're going to have to get a couple of calls on after the draft to see what people's feelings are. Yeah, we so. might have to have some people here during the draft. Who mm. knows? I don't know, what are your plans for the draft? Do you, are you staying up? Oh, uh, oh it's first round doesn't matter. You does it this year? No. Oh, oh you got 
Sam Bradford. He gave up that pick. <laughs> yeah, we won that pick. Yeah, so there's no <laughs> point in you watching it. I guess it's an early <laughs> night for you. Just see the, who the Eagles get Thursday and hope he doesn't become an All Pro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, she's got nasty. Look at what you could have won. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, we'll sort something out. Yeah, I look sure. forward we'll to. I look forward to mashing your O line up with our D next oh. year. Oh, fantastic! Yeah, he's turned nasty as well. Yeah. All right. Well, let's get it's going to kick off now, so we're going to go. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Right. So we better get going. But we'll be back next week, guys. We will. We promise. Maybe. Yeah. Until next week, I've been Jim. That's been the King. That's been Viking Stew, and we'll see you soon. Yeah.